We need at some point we need to do another podcast dedicated to old boy. <laughs> the one that's after I dug in deeper, he just like his his shit has started falling apart. Are you talking about uh backfire? No, the that's not real hunting part two. The the boomer who's just like, I'm not a boomer <laughs> who like I I don't know if you looked at all the comments where I, I just started well number one, people were just like, you know, kinda of getting on him, but I was like simply asking him questions and it just like basically a lot of his theories kinda of fell apart. But Yeah. But the, this one in particular, uh I made the button pusher comment. Your co host would drone attack and grenade launch wildlife if Did it was legal? Question mark. Hell yeah. You have no idea, boy. I would drop a fucking tungsten rod from space if I could. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, you wouldn't? Oh, my God. Like, Wait, are we if there was... Yeah. Okay. What, so, I was driving through New Mexico, obviously, last week. <laughs> and uh, my thought the entire time was, like, no wonder Oppenheimer wanted to nuke this place so bad. And my second thought is, like, what if they had, like, a, a deer out in the middle of there and, like, oh... You know, you and your buddy get to insert a key and launch a nuke and nuke a deer. You wouldn't do it. I would fucking do it. <laughs> wouldn't that be cool as shit? And this is going in 100%. Anyways. Uh, anyways, continuing on. Hand calling, diaphragm calling is a skill and an art. Let's think a bit more deeply about this topic. Sure, it takes skill to use the e-call effectively. I use them for years with success. There comes a time when you realize that eventually you will pass down our knowledge to the youth and with interest in our passions. For me, saying, oh, just play pub stress and they'll come running isn't what I plan on leaving. Teaching the skill of hang and diaphragm calling is something I will leave behind. The gratification of calling a predator with your own lungs is like no other feeling. Some of my most memorable hunts have been with hand, hand or diaphragm call. For anyone reading this, please try it. You will find the sounds that work great for your area. Some of Wade's comments are area-specific as it pertains to hand calls. Diaphragm calls require little to no movement. This keeps your hands on the shotgun or rifle for the crucial moment. Wade also states that he uses hand calls in the open country. Where I have great success is where I have great success in hardwood thickets as well as open areas. <laughs> There's so much I want to get to, but calling less frequently and making them hunt you is the ticket. Part of the challenge is using hand call is finding the area where you can funnel a predator into while keeping the wind in your favor. Hunting predators is hard. It's a grind some days. Most people that stick with it are persistent and don't give up. Predator hunting is a, it's challenging. Bidding a predator at its own game is one of the most exhilarating feelings. Yeah, I agree with a lot of this stuff. What one defines as bidding them at their game is not up to me, but I'd say hand and diaphragm calls is close, if not the best way. In closing, I challenge whoever is reading this to ask yourself, what will your legacy be? What will you leave behind? Will you teach our youth how to handle fire? Will you teach them the art of hand diaphragm calling? Ask yourself, 
What will preserve our sport of predator hunting for future generations? Hey, sidekick. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm as equal. Thank you very much. You still think drone attacks on wildlife will preserve our sport? Please think before you speak. Called out, son. Uh, I think that hiding in the shadows and trying to pretend you don't do what you do uh, kind of fucked over both the hunting and the gun industries. <clears throat> For a long period of time, and I think the evolution of social media and not being ashamed of what you do has actually, if anything, expanded the amount of hunters there are. I think people like you are gatekeeping hunting and things for other people. I also want to reference uh, if hand calling is an art, uh, my pictures of Taylor Swift are also art for you people who didn't like that. <laughs> and as much as like hand paintings are cool, uh, Mid Journey exists and it makes some really cool artwork too. And you know what? You can appreciate both of them. You don't have to hate one or the other. What? You can appreciate both of them? Yeah. It's wow. crazy. Like, you... okay, like I'm going to say this as a photographer. I really like modern digital cameras because they're really fucking cool. I also like really old film cameras because they're also cool. There is a time and a place. No, John, if you're going to pass down... On my identity, I only shoot film on a vintage 50s Leica. Yeah, if you're going to pass down, it has to be, like, the original thing. Yeah. Like, we're, my question is always the same. Where do we stop? Like, yeah. Okay, if if you're so into, like, that, like, why even use mouth call? Use your own lips. Here's the reality of it, is people don't appreciate the fringe stuff until they're involved with it. It's kind of like like liking guns and then like being really into guns is two different things. Yeah. And when somebody likes guns, they might not have the appreciation that somebody who like really is into it is on the fringe things. But there's only one way to get them deeper into it. And you create a funnel and you get people, you meet people where they're at, not where you, not where you want them to be. And so, yeah, somebody might start off with a, you know, a, a freaking you know, Bluetooth speaker with some, with some sounds on it. But at the end of the day, you don't think they're going to appreciate people like, I mean, people who came before them. Right. There's a balance as in all things. Exactly. Uh, but anyways, back to what he was saying. Oh, he has more to say about me. Yeah. Oh, well, let's, uh, let's hear it. Wait, we're not warm at. Oh, okay. Starting over. Hey, sidekick question mark. Hell Yeah. You still think drone attacks on wildlife will preserve our sport? Please think before you speak. Your position is more important than you know. I think that... Your position uh, is more important than you know, Christian. I, I mean, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the heel and the comic relief. Uh, I say outrageous <laughs> shit. Yeah, it might be pretty important. Uh, maybe the guy on the camera is, or off the camera isn't the one you're supposed to like. Maybe that's the point of it. <gasps> oh, that's crazy. I can tell everybody our secrets. Yeah. <laughs> But I will say, again, if you can't really... Again, I said if it was legal. If it was legal, I mean, that's a whole different story. I think he's just... He's literally like... Maybe we're misrepresenting him, and, and uh, maybe we'll have him on sometime. Well, let's let's be honest. But what has done what more he's actually harm after? to... Uh, you know, if, if you actually really go out like what they look at like with hunting stuff, um, you know, like the spear hunting, the hogs has been pretty controversial. That's more traditional. Um, what's the other one? I mean... The stabbing, what they call it? yeah, stabbing, traditional bow hunting, trad bow, yeah, tra trad bow is the word I was looking for. That's <laughs> like all those things have gotten way more negative PR because really they're less humane at the end of the day. If if that's your argument, I'm not making that argument. Um, 
we need a shirt that has like a drone and <laughs> a drone and like a white tail. Yes. Uh. Anyways. Uh, you know, he stands by his comment. You have button pushers, and you have real wolfers. Uh, I guess that means mouth callers. We have wolfers too, and tweeters on our mouth on our electronic calls. <laughs> the e call. <laughs> the e call has its place. Depredation, nuisance, wildlife, etc. I guess he's saying like, I don't know what he's exactly saying, but I'm just, <laughs> I tried to think about it, but I can't. Uh. But the guy who hunts for challenge eventually loses the eco and learns the language. I enjoyed the podcast. Keep it up, boys. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, maybe I'm sorry. I wouldn't want to learn. No, no, he was. You know, it's his opinion. Like it's, it's that's that's fine. Yeah, it's wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's actually funny because it, it very much falls in line with a lot of the things you think. The only difference is you don't then take it and be like, "Oh, equals gay." Right. You're like because you prefer doing like thick, thick brush daytime coyote. Hunting the mouth call, right? You've talked about that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 literally like the interaction between podcasts and comments is tough because, like, I may say something completely in passing that, like, there's definitely not all encapsing of yeah. my beliefs and what I do and everything else. It's literally just like. Addressing a particular comment with a comment, and we move on. Well, I, I would agree with yeah. that because he did. He, he made this comment. He's like, your you know position and what you say is more important than you think. I completely agree with that in terms of like accountability for people who are, who are you know, have a platform. I guess I, I actually very much believe in that. Uh, but you also have to realize this is a podcast where we bust balls. Talk yeah, shit. yeah. I mean, like, there's we're gonna put out some information. We're gonna ha- and we're gonna have fun. I mean. It's just that's the really reality of the situation. And same thing, the whole reason why, you know, that's not real hunting part two. I made a comment to that. It's because he made a comment and it wasn't, he didn't expand upon it. It was just kind of like a comment that got thrown out there. Guess what? You're responsible for your own comments as well. Uh, yeah. And the, people the, are reading what you're saying. The whole point of the not real hunting is, is it's in jest in terms of like people trying to define to other people that what they do is not legitimate. Yes. And, you know, if we need to clarify that and state that now, like in ruins. Is the... this, that's not real hunting part three? <laughs> is that, is that I'm totally fine into? with it. Uh, I mean, we've said this plenty of times and I just, you know, let's reiterate. It's, we're not pushing, you know, certain agendas on like, that's not real hunting. I just find the whole argument to be completely ridiculous. Yeah. Because. It is like it's it, if you're doing things legally and ethically, I don't give a shit what you do. But let's uh, talk about that. We, what, what, I mean, because I mean, all laws are an infringement on, on human freedom. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, there's probably lines there that I would, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't uh, agree with. Well, okay, here's the deal. I, I bet we have some. Lip, I'm, I don't know if I want to do oh, this. Oh, they exist. No, no, I'm saying I'm I bet sure we have you. some libertarians that listen to us. But I want yes. to say, and, you know, with the more conservative people who they have this opinion that central management doesn't work. But I think if you look at our our national park systems and our, you know, wildlife systems, generally speaking, they do a pretty good job of, you know, maintenancing the, the wildlife sector and, again, like the parks. 
Um, I've gotten in trouble sometimes because I've pointed out, if you really look at things like public land, it is a socialist policy. And that's fine. Like people, it's, I'll say that word and people have a negative connotation, but it's like, it clearly, like a lot of people like public well, land. A lot of people don't understand what that socialist means. No, they just think it's anybody I yeah. disagree with politically. But, Communist. Uh, you know, it's almost like you have that that exists and that's just, you know, federal form. But then you have, you know, obviously the hunting community, which like through the collective hunting community, you have the, the sets and principles that kind of guide it. And then, you know, you have the underlying ethical foundation, which should be rooted in some kind of uh, like philosophy. So like for like, I get, I guess this would be a good question to ask. What is your, what do you think? Like, how do you define what's ethical versus what's not ethical? I don't know because it's going to be very much, you know, I mean, it's going to be very much by the person, I assume. But me personally, like as far as ethical, like uh, whatever your 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 skill or trade you want to be, whatever, bow hunting, rifle, shotgun, whatever. To me, if you don't practice enough to be very... Uh, skilled i guess is what you'd say like that when you accidents are going to happen we all know that like shit happens like animals step forward and whatever but and anybody who tells you like i'm perfect every time they're full of shit like that's just a reality situation uh things are going to happen it's hunting it's a wild animal like it's thinking on its own it's sometimes not in a, sync with sometimes you sometimes a bullet will yeah sometimes bullets don't perform as as if they always have a lot of things can happen, and I'm sitting that aside. Like, shit happens. But if you're one of these people, this is what I can't get behind. You're one of these people that don't practice at all, and you just go out there and you wound shit out of an animal. That's unethical, in my opinion. Uh, any kind of torturing of animals or anything like that. Like, I find that very unethical. And there's certain things that, like, I have very, very, um, I have varied opinions on certain practices in the hunting community, but. If you're dispatching the animal quickly as possible, I don't care. Do what you want to do. Uh, certain things aren't for me. And guess what? I don't go around like, yes, we talk a lot of shit. Like, bow hunting is clearly gay. Clear. <laughs> but I will never be like, you shouldn't do that. Or you're not a real hunter. Yeah, you're not a real hunter because I don't agree with it. And it's not my thing. I'm never, you're never going to catch me doing this. Like, uh, cause it's, it's stupid. The whole, it's not real hunting conversation is stupid in general. Well, I think what happens is people feel like they're not allowed to like things. So they have to like change the category of it. You can look at something and go, you know what? I would never do that. I don't like that. Yeah. And it's fine. But people are like almost so scared to take a position instead of saying like, I don't like that form of hunting. They have to make it work. That's not real hunting. And you see this. It's really a liberal tactic on everything. Like I have to change the definition of it mm -hmm. to recategorize it. But I think, you know, I actually really haven't put that much thought into this in terms of like how I would design an ethical framework around, you know, animals. Cause you know, even then you could like, it's just fucking animals. Um, <laughs> Cause like, do you just project you, are you anthropomorphizing their suffering or like, like, but anyway, I think if you were to, to, to try and create a blanket statement, it would just be like that you did everything like you, you took a reasonable effort to minimize the suffering of, of animals that you're dispatching. Yeah. But the hardest part about like, that's kind of how I take approach. Like 
for myself, I'm not like the rest of you super snipers out there. I practice a lot. And guess what? I'll, I'll still usually miss at least once a year. I'll still usually pull a shot every once in a while. Like, shit happens. Especially well, you're, also, you're also not shooting him at 100 yards from a new <laughs> Uh, but I, t- I, I try to like everything I do in practice is so I can be the most ethical sportsman as I potentially can. But guess what? Like if you want to go down that road, I can literally, like you can literally turn an argument on anything and that's where it gets dangerous. Uh, guess what? At the end of the day, like we look at shot placement, you know, a lot of people out there believe in shooting behind the shoulder and on a coyote. That's not a good place to shoot them unless you're shooting some god-awful caliber that's just going to blow giant holes. But it's still not a great place to shoot them because it's going to prolong that death instead of, like, shooting them dead in the shoulder in the head because those two shots directly in the shoulder and in the head. And, again, there are circumstances where this even, like, that isn't foolproof because, like, if you're running too light of a projectile in the super-fast caliber or whatever the case may be, those may not even be. Like instant kill shots. Yeah. But overwhelming majority of times you're not doing anything crazy. Those are instant kill shots. And I can literally look at you. We literally use E calls the same, everything else the same. But because it's ingrained in your head from whitetail hunting that you have to shoot them behind the shoulder and it runs off and it spins a lot and it may run like 60, 70 yards. I can literally look at you and go, that's not real hunting. That's not ethical. Yeah. Like where, where does this stop? Uh, if you're not using a, you know, 243 at least, that's, that's unethical, you know. It never stops, and when you open the gates for that to be a thing, it, it, it literally crumbles everything from within. Because, like, Lily, there's a lot of similarities. To some I'm I'm trying to draw it, like what Jordan Peterson says about this stuff. But well, it's kind of a slippery slippery slope, and so yes, I mean, again, when you work from an actual liberal framework, like, and I'm saying like real liberalism, like post French Revolution liberalism, basically America. I mean, using this definition, you know, America's pretty liberal. Is a uh, you witness that like you create this thing so for example politically what it would be is from the leftist perspective that um you know you you're protecting the individual right it's all about the individual and you're protecting the individual well as you as you continue the classification of individuals expands and so then like the liberal mindset you you continue to focus on like the minority well the minorities keep expanding Infinitely, because they have to. It's like there's like a pressure on it to be ever be ever expanding. And it, like you say, it's again just slippery slope fallacy of like, you know, you're gonna say this, but then you're gonna have it's, that point's gonna lead you to this point, which is gonna lead you to this point, and it just ne- literally never ends. And yeah. then you have 736 genders. Yeah, um, um, and you know, I think a lot of people. This is what I've observed. A lot of people who make these comments that that's not real hunting or whatever, you know, whatever. Uh, it's one of two things, and those two things are probably the same. One is because they can't do it for whatever reason. Like, they they don't possess the skill. They don't have the wildlife. They don't have the equipment. Whatever the case may be, they're just upset about that. And I'm not calling anyone out in particular. I'm just I'm speaking to speak right now. Number two is, like, virtue signaling. Like, they they want to... They want to appear as being, you know. Well, they want to. They want to like all gracious God celebrate what they do by hating what other people do. Yeah, and the reality is, is like, uh, guess what? Here's the reality: like the the groups that are coming after hunting constantly, 
they're band together. <laughs> you know, they're band together. They have one common theme, and that's just take hunting away from you. So instead of sitting over here like bitching, bitching amongst themselves, like what is real hunting and what isn't real hunting, maybe just stop that. Maybe, I don't know, uh, just, you know what, if you don't like it, you can just always not say anything. You don't have to do it. No one's forcing you to do it. Like I get opinions and everything else, but the reality of the situation is if if they're fulfilling an ethical and legal means of hunting, like just shut the fuck up. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. I was gonna try and not say that word, but it yeah. just came out. Well, the it's like the gun control thing. People think like, well, okay, I, you know, I don't use those guns. They can take them. It's fine. They're gonna be happy. But it's like the. Uh, they're only happy for a bit. They're going to keep coming for more. If you throw other hunters under the bus, you're just going to give them momentum to get more. Yep. And I, I think that's what's really happened. Like nineties to, again, we always talk about this like 2010 ish with, with the advent of Steve jobs, putting the internet, letting all you normies on. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's absurd. But I think I mean, most of it's envy or like resentment. Yeah. And, and you know, some people just, some people again, the hardest part about podcasts is we're not we're not directly speaking to each other. And you're gonna take like one little thing I said in passing that was incomplete thought or whatever, uh, quickly addressing another situation, and you're just like you're gonna form your entire entire opinion on me and my ethics and everything else based off this one little passing comment. Uh but anyways, uh you know, I just, the whole, it, that's not real hunting thing. Like these people getting upset about certain things and they feel as if their voice needs to be heard and all that other stuff. I'm just like, okay, you know, that's great. <laughs> you know, I'm just pass out. I'm just like, don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I do because I know I put in the work way more work than I do actual hunting time to be an ethical shot at the distances. I am comfortable taking shots too. And as it pertains to mouth calls, I, I get what he's saying, and I understand it. I just don't agree with it. And guess what? I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. Because, like, there's so much here. And, again, I'm kind of being guilty of the same thing right now. Like, he, he put out his, I guess, opinion and everything else. And while I do agree with a great deal of it, there's certain things I don't agree with. Like, why? Like, if you're, I get it. You want to preserve the sport and blah, 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 blah. I get that. And that also seems kind of like a generic answer that a lot of people say to just like justify their argument. But anyways, again, I'm trying not to be mean, but I've, I've seen this argument so many times. It's just like, are all of you really that nostalgic and that about the sport? Like I've seen a bunch of you who make these comments run modern cartridges, modern calibers. I mean, modern calibers, suppressed rifles. You're posting like, my phone. Exactly. Like we're... Where do you draw the line? If you're so nostalgic and we have to pass on, like, where do you stop? Like, uh, at some point in time, someone probably would have looked at you with your mouth call and be like, that's high-tech equipment. Someone looked at your pickup and be like, that's high-tech equipment. Someone looked at, like, anything Wait, you did, have. Did Tim Spike send you that one comment? Oh, yes. That? He's done quite a few of them, which is hilarious. I know. I that's just, not real hunting? Yeah. Yes. Uh, where does it stop? Like, where do you draw the line? Like, I can literally find a flaw in this entire argument any step of the way. Well, I think I think you have to work from a certain thing. I'm going to say this. Uh, <laughs> we are all sometimes hypocrites. We are all sometimes inconsistent. 
and we're all not perfect arbiters of our ideas. No. And if you're going to give yourself that slack, you have to give everybody else that slack too. Yeah. I mean, the reality of the situation is. And opinions change over time. Exactly. The reality of the situation is, while I appreciate your take, if it is legitimate, you know, it's not just uh, hunter virtue signaling, which happens quite often. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, everyone else around you is wrong. You know I'm gonna you know I'm gonna teach my son above whatever fucking call matters the most? Good woodsmanship. How to be a good hunter first. Like that the, the what tool? These are literally tools in a tool chest. And while I agree you there is <laughs> while I agree there is no there's there is a certain feeling, especially the first time you do it, when you successfully mouth call in a predator. Like, yes, that is amazing. I've never once, like, I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this multiple times over for years. Like, there is no better feeling than mouth calling in a predator. Like, but I'm not going to, like. Mouth calling haters into the comment section on your podcast? Yeah, I'm not going to be like, that's the only way to pass on this time-honored tradition. I, 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 I get this thought of this very vivid memory of mine. I was in a, was in a room, I was at a bar. <laughs> Uh, with a, a bunch of marketing executives of most of the firearms companies, like most of the big ones. And I think I was the youngest by like 25 years at this point. I must have been 21, 22. And I heard them talking. And I was just like, I was talking to one of them and I was kind of, you know, being controversial because I'm me. And I brought up to them, I said, like, what do you think? I was like, we have this, we just opened up this brand new gun range. It's, uh, you know, this is better to... I said, when like an eight-year-old walks in there and looks at the gun wall, what do you think they see? Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, we just sat through like multiple days of presentations where like the entire marketing is like from this, this has always been the gun industry marketing. It's like from father to son, you know, passing the rifle down. I'm like, no, my nephew walks in, even though I have a bunch of guns and he knows I have a bunch of guns. He walks in and goes, that's the gun from Fortnite. I was like, how do you think I got into firearms? It's like my dad is my dad is still kind of sketched out by guns a little bit just for other reasons, but like I dude, I played COD four and was like, I need to have a fucking AR. Like that's just, that's it's such a good innuendo or uh <clears throat> caveat into where I was going with this. If you want hunting, predator hunting, whatever, like insert whatever gun related activity, if you want that shit to stay alive. Yes, tradition is important. Yes, hand down granddad's rifle. But don't just corner them into this one. Like, this is your traditional. You only use mouth calls. You only use left reaction open sides because it's tradition. It's tradition. It's like you can create your own new tradition. But also, if you want to keep your kids involved and you want to get keep this sport alive, you have to evolve with it. You can't just be like, if you're not traditional, then that's not real hunting. Like, you can't take this staunch position and just completely ignore where technology is heading. Because guess what? Fitzy's not even a kid, but he's a good example. Like, the he's he's part of this newer culture of gun owners who got into guns because of video games. And my stance is, I don't give a shit what, you led, what led you to guns. I'm just really happy you're here. Again, I always go back to the funnel analogy. Like, everybody's... Everybody's coming at this from a different place. I mean, one of the most passionate people we know about firearms literally started off because he liked airsoft. And now he owns like an insane collection. 
again, I just, I don't care how you arrived. I'm just glad you got here. And as far as like passing on certain things, there's nothing wrong with that. They're yeah. literally like, you can be like, here's the traditional side of things. And the, this is very rewarding to call in a coyote with one of these or whatever your, you know, forte is. This is, you know, this is how I grew up. Like, that's important. Like, you should pass pass on the history and everything else. But saying, like, this is the only way to do it, it's fucking stupid. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's, it is what it is. You know what, I, what I've told my son? Uh, I mean, obviously, there's way more lessons. But uh, woodsmanship, number one, because, like, none of this, sh- these are tools. If you're not a good hunter yourself, you're never going to be successful. Number two, these are tools in a tool chest. And you should use whatever tool fits the, the project always. That goes down to firearms, e-calls, mouth calls, anything. But here, here's a more traditional style of doing things, and it's quite rewarding. Let's go mouth call today. But I'm not going to be like, you're not allowed to have one of those newfangled mouth calls. No dancing on Sundays. This is a chess you know? household, no Nintendo. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? If you want to keep this alive... You make sure they know about tradition, but you be open to new things. Well, we talked about this in our uh, Kidding Kids to Shoot video. You have to have the hook. And if anybody needs an example of this, uh, this is a very controversial person, but a Lucas Botkin of T-Rex Arms. He executed this brilliantly because they center their, their shooting videos around, you know, especially around when new video games come out. They're targeting people who are video gamers. And they're getting them into this funnel but they do things like acknowledge tradition and talk about things like, uh, you know, the, the foundation, particularly like, you know, from a political standpoint of Second Amendment and all that. But they are unapologetic in how they do it mm-hmm. and unabashed. And arguably, they've had some of the largest success about bringing new people into guns, I would personally say, of anybody that really sticks out For my damn mind. sure. For damn sure. And again, it's, it's, you can't just be so staunch like this is how you pass this down. No, it's not. There, there is no right or wrong way. Well, I mean, there's probably a wrong way of this. Like you are, you know, you can teach your kids not to be ethical and not, you know, I'm mean, sure Coach. there's plenty. Yeah, there's plenty of wrong ways being passed down. But as it pertains to the right way, this is not going to make sense. But it only makes sense in my mind as it pertains to the right way. There is no wrong way to teach the right way. Well, I think the big, the other big thing is if you know you're so. If you're not vocal about it and you're doing that hide in the shadows bullshit, the people who are taught wrong aren't going to have a pathway to learn how to do it right. Right. And again, man, that comes back to where I really agreed with that guy is there is a certain level of responsibility we have, even though we're just two, some, two random fucking guys out in the middle of nowhere in a goddamn podcast room, you know, ranting at each other for hours on end sometimes. But like, there's a reason we do this. Like you're not, you're not here for your right. own. Uh, benefit and as it pertains to you know it's kind of yeah uh that's kind of my thoughts and again if if you put in the comments if you want to explore this even further if you don't fully understand my thoughts on this yet and maybe that's just a byproduct of i don't know how to talk to people well (laughs) but i feel i feel like i'm i'm you know i've put this point out there enough where you should understand now but Let's talk about, in particular, uh, the mouth calls versus the call things. Because I'm always going to maintain this position. And anybody who says, no, you have to use this or you have to use that, you're full of shit and you're not a good hunter. And I said what I said. Allow me to elaborate. 
It's the same thing as the guns. It's the same thing as your camo, whatever else you can put out there. E calls, uh, mouth calls, everything else. These are all just tools in a tool chest. And a good hunter, you know, whatever tradition, throw that shit out the window for a minute. But a good hunter will use whatever tools necessary that do to do the job the most effectively. And that's fact. And if you don't understand that, you probably need to hunt a little bit more. I don't know, you know, I don't know how else to say this because <clears throat> that's just the reality. I mean, if you're a good hunter, you want to be effective at hunting your game. And you want to use whatever tools you have at your disposal for the job at hand. And the same thing we go through on firearms constantly. Because everybody's like, what's the best caliber? And that's this is across the board for everything, even in the tactical community. What's the best pistol caliber? What's this? I always maintain. Now, are there certain things where I'm just like, that's not really that great for it. But if you want to be the most effective marksman, mouth uh, mouth or hand caller or what you know predator hunter whatever the case may be one it's exploring those new tools and number two it's finding <clears throat> the best tool for the job at hand and that's that's gonna, probably going to be something you hear say forever because that's literally literally the answer to most questions what is the best tool for this job at hand like it's stop trying to make one thing fit all circumstances because i assure you if you're limiting yourself because of some virtue signal bullshit to only a mouth call, or if you're limiting yourself only to an e-call because, you know, I only like new technology. I mean, could you always get it done with e-call? Yes. Are there definite pros to run an e-call over mouth call? In many situations, yes. Am I going to tell you only use e-call? No. I want you to enjoy the satisfaction that comes from mouth calling in a predator. But I also want you to be an effective hunter and not be, I don't know, educating cows, in which maybe we haven't even talked about educating cows because they used to be very controversial. I think it maybe just people just kind of know it nowadays. But I assure you, feel free to debate me in the comments and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear everybody's thoughts. Like, then again, like I said, there's a lot of things within his little thing that I agree with, but there's also things I don't agree with. But a lot of it is we're not sitting here talking. Like, he may have more in-depth thoughts on this or maybe whatever. If a face-to-face -face conversation probably might have a different outcome. But anyways, <clears throat> maybe he's just been trying to be controversial, which is funny as well. But I assure you, if you're going into thick woods and you're sitting here trying to tell me that you're 100% effective with a mouth call, especially in thick woods at all times, by yourself, you're wrong. <laughs> you know what the biggest problem is? You're probably not seeing all the cows. And which is why I made the comment the other day about, especially nowadays, and I can hunt however I want as long as I'm doing it ethically and legally. Nowadays, I primarily use my mouth calls in open country. With the exception, if I have more than just me to set up the right scenario to effectively, keyword there, effectively utilize the mouth call and thick brush, then I, I might. And yes, a diaphragm call is handy, regardless of the situation. If you want to like do some last minute whimpers or whatever, or mix in that sound with the e-call. See, this is where people get a little torqued off. I use both of them at the same time sometimes. I use whatever's working and I stick with it until it doesn't. And then I figure out what else is going to work. That's the biggest key. 
there's some days I don't feel like blowing a mouth call and I might be in the most open country ever. But I, I primarily enjoy mouth calls in the open country because I know I can see 360 degrees. I've set up my stand properly. I know there's not shit getting around my body where a good hunter will utilize an e-call for the most, like the, the biggest reason, the biggest pro to using an e-call is getting the sound source away from you so you can become a more effective hunter. And what you typically will do, like I said, is push the sound source away from you when otherwise, in this scenario, blowing the mouth call on your person puts the downwind behind you where you cannot see as well. It, it, this allows you to create the correct scenario every single time, whereas you're going to be a little bit more limited on the scenario you can create when you are the sound source. But here's my thing to you. Uh, Mr. Commenter. I don't remember his name. Uh, it's a Sir Commenter to you. <laughs> and here's my thing to you. If you don't, like he made a lot, it was a lot of talk about, I just, I, like how he feels about mouth calling as opposed to e calling. Like there's like the extra bit of gratification, like really sends him over the edge, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't make a shit if I lip squeaked in a cow, like never even touch call, because that happens quite often. It doesn't matter if I played an e-call for 45 minutes and it was very strategic sound selection and time frame and everything else. It doesn't matter if I used the mouth call and it was like, toot, and they're there. And it doesn't matter if I used the mouth call and, again, in a heavily hunted area, like played out this long long-winded scenario where there's not much sound but i'm i'm being very strategic about it it doesn't matter what i use to do it it's it's uh gratifying to me when i've set my sand up successfully i've done my scaling successfully i've practiced enough to make the shot successfully it doesn't matter if it's if it's flush downwind it doesn't matter if it's three feet in front of me it doesn't matter i get the same amount of happiness and gratification from all of it because i know Overall, as a hunter, I did my job right that one time. It has nothing to do with what I used, the tool I used to get the job done. And, I mean, that's really, I don't know. That can go on, and I really want someone else in here to talk about scenarios. Because, again, it's, it's just, you know, I never want to be that guy like, <clears throat> uh, the way I do it is the right way. <laughs> you know, because I know that's bullshit. Because there are so many different ways. There are key fundamentals that will make you successful, but there's so many different ways people go about this game. Uh, but, but, you know, majority of the time, the other people are successful time and time again. They're they're just like shooting. Basic key fundamentals that they're following, and then they just kind of have their own little tweaks and set up, to set up and stuff like that or equipment and gear and everything else. Uh, I don't know. You know what I want to do? What do you want to do? I want to get a little FPV drone. I want to put a speaker on it. I want to fly it around <laughs> and calling coyotes. I think that's illegal. Well, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Uh, it's it's a. I think especially nowadays, well, drones okay, wait, and like hunting but and shit. Specifically, you can build little little FPV drones that that aren't like technically drones according to the FAA. I wonder if that would be because mm. then it's like almost like a de- think of like a yeah. decoy. Interesting. Also, Tim Spike, if you're listening, if I could put in a request for a comic, <laughs> if you could have uh, one about like drone striking a deer or something, that or would just be anything amazing. in that. I'm, yeah. 
definitely roll in like someone going, that's not real, honey. <laughs> or like a deer, a deer being vaporized by a nuclear blast. Like, that's not real, people, honey. People really didn't like that you made that comment. Do they not think it would be... Okay, again, put aside all your morals and ethics and laws. <laughs> you don't think it would be fun? I think they're lying if they said they wouldn't watch. Like, if you... Well, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you think about it from an ethics standpoint, I mean, yes, we can't eat it because it's just going to be vaporized. Yeah. Maybe, maybe cooked. But from a... <laughs> There's going to be a moment where it's perfectly cooked. It might overcook it after that, but there will be a moment. <laughs> Like, if you think about it from an ethics standpoint, though, that's pretty quick death. Drone strike? Yeah. It's like, kabooey, you're gone. Like what deer? Yeah. Uh, but no, we're no. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this fucking conversation. We are not advocating that you go drone strike deer and how you would even be able to do that. I have no idea. Unless you live in another country where it's legal. <laughs> but I'm advocating for it. Post it on the internet, please. Uh, just imagine if you had like a cat in Afghanistan, like the, like an actual predator drone with like a, like a tomahawk. I'm curious if uh, this is where things get screwy with like that's not as, like if you just make jokes about shit and people yeah. are like Bleh. I never claimed to be an ethical hunter. What about pigs? I don't know anybody's like you can't do that to a pig. You see that? You see that billboard? And it's like uh, what about Wilbur? Uh, the the damn it's like a PETA billboard and it has like all the animals and it's like. Like right at like dogs and cats, it has a line. It's like, where do you draw the line? And they're like, right there is about right where I draw the line. Uh, and it's kind domestication. of domestication. I don't know how hungry am I. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was I had this little clip coming from another podcast, and it was a guy who was an EMT for EMT or uh, police for however many years, and he said, and this was any time there was a dead person, if they had a cat, the cat would have started eating them. Mm-hmm. Starting with their nose, mm-hmm. and every single time, uh, I think he said with dogs, the dog will be next to them, like shriveled up, and starved to death. Yeah, it's like huh. these flash people. Cats don't care about you. No. I, Brooke does not understand this. I, I also think it's funny they start with the nose. Uh, They're like, right? I, I'm like Brooke. If you died in here today, that cat would eat you. It, that cat does not love you. That cat is entered in a relationship with you. That it understands is beneficial for both, both of you. You're, I provide my little cuddliness, and yeah. you provide me food. But the minute you stop providing me food, I will eat yeah, you. Yeah, our contract is null and void. <laughs> Cats are like lawyers, <laughs> but like really shysty lawyers. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, like the, you know, when they put the little line, I've seen that sign. It's hilarious. Uh, you know where it stops for me? Are, are we in like a survival situation? I'm gonna eat that dog or cat. I don't, you know. You know, it's a really if it's a really good buffet, I'm gonna eat that dog or cat. <laughs> they have the best sides there. But that's not ethical, fifty. Yeah. Hey, you you don't I'm know a, it doesn't hurt you. Exactly. You need to respond to something. No, I'm uh, looking through, make sure like if there's anything. I'm glad we could win everybody over to our side today. I'm sure that's going to be the result of this. Everybody's going to be on our side. I highly highly doubt it. I'm going to go back to the the drone striking an animal. I'm sure you could math out like exactly like how far away the missile needs to be and hit to cook the animal properly too. Just like straight up, it's already ready to ingest. Yeah. I mean, you're really winning me over with this argument. Yeah. Because I love eating deer meat. Run over there and just like. 
rip the skin off and get after it. Um, hopefully, it cooks the skin off. I mean, let's. You could you figure that out. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I'm talking about you've seen that drone that they have the one that's the samurai swords they use on cars. Mm-mm. Oh gosh, I have to put it up here. It's I think it's an Israeli's <laughs> missile or something. And it's a missile that like as it's coming down, it extend it's spinning. And it has like like actual blades. They look like samurai swords that extend out. And so when it hits, it's like an anti-personnel to, uh, missile. And so they showed it. I remember the picture was pretty famous. It like hit a car and just like slashed up everybody inside of it. Damn. But anyways, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, how are we looking on time? Do I need to get into some more? No, I, I mean, I think that's a, we should be just under an hour. So not too yeah. long a one if you want to. I mean, I feel like I covered this enough, but I'm sure I'm going to have, I didn't explain something properly or whatever. People definitely let me know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't disagree with anything he said as it pertains to, you know, except for the, like the whole passing shit on, but I don't disagree with it. Like, it, you know, yeah, I freaking love mouth calling animals, but I do it when it's appropriate to my situation where I know I'm going to have the most amount of success at actually seeing the coyote. And this is where I think a lot of people get twerked off. Uh, then don't understand things. You will call in vast amounts more predators than you will ever see. I promise you, especially if you, if you're new or if there's just something you're not getting about the sport, like, and, and what really opened my eyes to this was one, just being in the woods a lot more and hunting a lot more and seeing, setting up properly, utilizing in calls to set up certain situations that were more favorable to me and not them. But and the more we went into more open country and the more we started using thermals at night and everything else, like it just, it opened my eyes to the, the, the reality of the situation, which is you're going to call in more predators than you'll ever see. And it also opened my eyes to the reality situation when Kelly Jackson told me this, and then I started seeing it firsthand, like more coyotes than you realize are going for the downwind. And the thicker the brush, the technically more times than not, you're not going to see them. And yes, I get the whole funnel thing and everything else. I was probably the first person who started talking about that online. But, you know, anyways, you still need to utilize the correct tool for the job. And don't just like, don't, you know, spare me the tradition bullshit. Like, yes, teach it, but don't just teach that. You want to get more people involved? Use new technology. That's that's the reality of the situation. Use new calibers. Use an AR. I uh, hate to tell you this, but kids think ARs are cool. I wish Justin was still here. So, like, at the very end of this episode, we could, like, have a, like, a Ally Munitions advertisement that's like, from father to son, <laughs> and it's like a guy handing a bullet to like a baby, yes. you know. Oh my <laughs> if anybody God. has a baby, we can borrow for a few hours. That's a scary thought. You with a baby? I'm actually great. I think that's what a crazy person would say. Uh, I'm really good with your kids. Oh, not with other people's kids, just ones that are related to me. Uh, Anyways, I don't know. I think we beat this dead horse enough I, until I, the next one where he's yeah. ultimately going to respond and probably not agree with nothing I've said. I want to <laughs> close out the podcast by asking a hypothetical. Drone to strikes. All, <laughs> to all the ethics people out there, you know, who are very much tied on the ethics of hunting and <clears throat> it's not right to use that because it's not ethical. 
there was a technology. We're gonna again. This is called a hypothetical. This isn't real. But we, you have to, you have to extend me some grace for a second. If they came out with a device that what it wasn't even like a gun, it was just a little laser. You point at something and it flashes and it just like instantly, just like it dies instantly, kills it instantly. No suffering at all. No chance of suffering. So you just any range, you just point it at the thing, press the button, it's dead. Would all other forms of hunting the, then be unethical? Ooh, that'd, that'd be a little. Got them there. Yeah. Well, no. I just yeah. Are you bad in the comments? I don't. Technically, know. yes. Yeah. Hundred percent success rate. It, yeah. it kills them every time. They like don't it's so anything. fast because it's light. It's traveling on the light. Yeah. Uh, it just. It, it somehow automatic it uses AI to adjust for the animals, so it can't possibly like miss or zero anything else. way. You can fuck that shot up. It won't even let you pull the trigger until. Yeah. It's like that. Whatever. Tracking that shit, point. Yeah. Technically. Yes. That's the answer is yes. That means your arguments are stupid. <laughs> it means that's not a good, great place to nest your argument. Anyway, wrap Wait. It up. Are you saying utilizing new technology can actually aid you in being more effective? Wait, we said this the entire time. I think there was like this whole period. Of, uh, you know, I, The fact that we define our periods based on like the Bronze Age, which was all like developments of weapon and armor, and that's how we actually like define them. And when we talk about human history... I think technology plays an important role in things. I'm just I'm gonna go on a limb here. The fact that you're listening to this right now is it's just a prime example of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sign us off. But anyways, we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, definitely let us know how much you hate Taylor Swift in the comments and uh She's you know. a national treasure. <laughs> She did. Uh, she uh, luckily for all you people, she de- she declined to do the Super Bowl next year. She's just too busy. I'm sure. No, no, this is the thing. I'm sure. Anyways, if you're in Midland, stop by Outdoors, or if you're looking for some ammo, custom ammo, e-calls, mouth calls, we sell them both, sorry. Predator seats? Predator seats. Now. Lots of new things on the website. Lots of new factory ammo. Yes. You want to talk about the thing we have on the way? And six arcs coming. I'm almost ready to be in production. Should I go ahead and tell them what grain it's going to be? Because there's a lot of people wondering. Give them the first number. That'll, that'll probably give it away. Oh. Uh. <laughs> no, don't tell them. Maybe in the next podcast. Stay tuned. All right. Bye. <laughs>